How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent. And I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes, the podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion. Before we get into this week's episode, we have a few announcements. We are small content creators with big time dreams. We love doing this podcast, we love sharing our thoughts, and most of all, we love you guys. Right now, we're not making any money off of this podcast, and we're okay with that because this is our passion. This is what we want to do. With your help and support, we can see this dream come to fruition. Leaving written reviews on our page, following our social media accounts, and sharing this podcast with friends and family would really help us continue making content and vibing to the highest quality. What we want, what we truly want, is for all of you guys, our listeners, the community, to enjoy our jumbled thoughts and comfortably vibe with puzzling conversations. One last thing, if you ever want to just talk to us or even be on the podcast, please contact us through our social media accounts. We love connecting with you guys and hearing what you have to say. Now, let's get into the episode. Today we'll be talking about diversification. We'll talk about the importance of having other sources for your identity. We'll talk about making the tough choices to continue on single paths when it gets too tough to do so. And we'll talk about knowing yourself to pursue what will make you happiest. All right, Francis, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. Today we're talking about diversification, diversify yourself. Um, This word is interesting to me because when I think of this word, I I end up thinking about not how we're going to talk about it today. And so I guess let's go into the definition of the word itself so we can like, you know, expand on it. Francis, what does diversification, diversify mean? Diversification. All right, I'm going to search it up. (laughs) This is what you should do when you don't know the exact definition of anything. (laughs) That works. The action of diversifying something or the fact of becoming more diverse. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if there's, there's there's much going into that meaning there but i guess i guess why i remember when we brainstormed this we had a couple different topics that we wanted to get into um like different topics not just like diversity or diversification diversification um but there was all different like eudaimonia we talked about all that stuff do you what came to mind when we were brainstorming why did you want to talk about diversification like there was something that you watched i think it was or something that came to mind yeah uh i brought it up because i had the interview that day the first professional interview i i've ever had pertaining to my degree of engineering and i was uh, very stressed out about it as one is usually about interviews that have like a significant impact on their careers i guess so before that i was sitting down and i was thinking about it and I was thinking, why should I get so stressed out out about this? I mean, I'm going to have more in the future. Uh, This is not going to be like the be-all and end-all of interviews or jobs. So why am I so stressed out? And I I figured it was because um, I think I put too many mental eggs in this basket at the time. So I was feeling like, you know, this is it in a way. I don't think that was healthy. And I think I realized that in the moment kind of and that helped me out a little bit and and I told myself I have other parts of my life apart from this so if this doesn't go well I can like diversify or 
uh, spread out my soul. <laughs> I don't know, my soul around to kind of allow myself to breathe a little bit and uh, relax about everything. And I think that's really healthy. And that's where I came up with the idea for this. Also, I was uh, listening to a Conan O'Brien podcast episode of, uh, and he was interviewing Kaylee Cuoco, the uh, Penny from the Big Bang Theory. And uh, it came up at some part in the episode. And, you know, I kind of felt this throughout the episode before they talked about it. But Conan mentioned that she just felt so normal to him when, when she was talking. And her response to that was that, you know, when she was growing up, her parents always told her to never put all her eggs in one basket to kind of spread it around so that she wasn't too caught up in like her career in acting, for example. So she wasn't phased by being uh, rejected. And I I thought that that was really powerful. And I I guess that that uh, resonated with me. So, yes, diversification. I agree with that. Um, I remember when we brainstormed this, we get into it like a little bit more. But initially, my mind went to, I somewhat, I kind of, there's a part of me that wants to disagree simply because there's so many popular, uh, what do you call this, actors and advisors and all that stuff. Gary Vee, for one example, um, a bunch of other actors, a bunch of actors say this too, that like if you're going to get into this game, whatever the game is, like a, a career, a really difficult career or acting or directing in, the, in Hollywood, whatever it may be, you just got to put your head down and just go full force into it. And like the less you, I don't know, look around for some other answers, the better off you'll be because you just went straight into it. And... um Who's this late? The Penny from Big Bang Theory. There's there's value in what she said that don't put all your eggs in the basket. And because of that reason, like if you crash and fail, that it's not like you like you failed, you know, because you have all your uh, there's other eggs in different baskets. But mm-hmm. at the same time, when you have all your eggs in that one basket and you're going full force, you have nothing to lose in a way. And that can create a dangerous in a good way, a dangerous kind of force behind everything you do. So in that sense, when there's that, everything is, every part of you is put into one thing and there's a full force of you behind it. Do you think that's dangerous negatively or positively? I think that it's dangerous negatively, speaking from my own experience, to be honest. Uh, I think if you have, school for example i think that's just been my focus for a while uh since high school um you forget to value moments with um with people uh in settings that are supposed to be super valuable to you but that you can't see because there's always that thing in in the back of your mind where i'm i'm supposed to be focusing on this thing that i've kind of set my mind on already and always having that in the back of your mind doesn't allow you to be present. I think it can be detrimental, especially when those things, I, I guess it always depends on your perspective towards these things. And maybe I just had an unhealthy perspective of this, uh, of education at the time. And so it, it made me too focused on it, too worried about outcomes and uh, taking me away from like the present moment. But um, I'd say that if you started out thinking that, one thing is the only thing you needed kind of focused on that so much that you forget about all the rest. I think that is pretty, 
and I know that that's not exactly what what you mean by you know having that one thing and having like a, a sort of reckless abandon towards <laughs> going for it and uh, you know putting all of your putting all of your effort into it. But I think at some point it there's uh, there's definitely uh, diminishing returns on that that idea. I started to imagine what that person would look like. You know, someone that just solely focused on school and, you know, didn't go to parties or just didn't really look to have any friends because school was the main focus and they just went full force into it. Yeah, man. That was me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a hard life. Yeah, it was a bad, it was a bad time. I'll, I'll say that. I, I, you know, like I was in circles. I was, I was part of, uh, groups that, you know, inklings of having been a part of and at times it really felt good when I felt accepted and and I was doing stuff within those groups uh, like theater for example one of the big ones but I never put myself fully into those things and just relaxed about other things uh, when I was there and so I was there but I was also somewhere else in my mind and it wasn't healthy I think and I was never able to really let go and relax and uh, I think that's, you know, part of what being young is about trying to figure things out in a relaxed kind of setting where you're surrounded by people that care about you. Um, I don't know, but I never felt like that. So I, it just felt like I was alone on an Island and you know, you, you can't really, you can't live like that. It's just, mm, it's just okay. not healthy. Okay. No, I'd, I'd have yeah. to agree then. So I guess what you're saying is that what it sounds like we're both saying really is the importance of diversification is so that you're not fully entrenched in one specific aspect in your life. And that the important part of diversification is so that you can, I don't know, find value in other aspects and let go of other parts in your life. That kind of idea, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's like, I think I think the ultimate uh, benefit from having a diversified kind of... Uh, view of the world is being down to earth because you're able to draw energy and soul from all different parts of your life not just the parts where you feel like you're working hard hardest and where that offers the most um opportunity for you uh instead you're just drawing from the places that maybe sometimes you know or like are guaranteed to feel better from being there, like from friends, from family, all that stuff. And I can say that during that time, I was not prioritizing those things and it was right. Not, not, not right. Yeah. So let's, let's go into this then. I know that the, okay, so the wording here is very, it's very difficult. So people that's listening, please follow with me here. Okay. <clears throat> so there's, there's two ways of, you know, trying to live. We, I believe at least, I don't know if there's maybe some kind of difference between what we believe here, Francis, but um, would you rather be a person that is focused on who you want to be or what you want to be? And the example here is uh, what do I want to be with me? Maybe like a lawyer, a super successful mogul, uh, a fashion, a fashion trender, someone popular on youtube or instagram and then a who i want to be would be i don't know a good person or a good father or a a good leader or someone that uh, a role model to someone else that would be a who 
So in those two areas, would you rather be a what or a who focused life? I would be a who focused life. And I say that as a, as a goal rather than something that, you know, something I am definitively right now because it's something oh. that I'm trying to work towards because, uh, I, I, I believe it doesn't put you in a box as much as being a, a what kind of person from atomic habits. Uh, the book that I've brought up in the, you know, this, this whole <laughs> this season, season. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he says that it's, it's important for you not to set your identity on what you are, because if that changes, you know, you're going to have a crisis on your hands, but rather who you are is more important because it allows you to recognize your values and those values can span multiple different specializations, I guess. Cause one of the things that he said was that, you, you know, if you're, if you were in the army, uh, you can say that, you know, you're a dependable, uh, hardworking, very, uh, organized and that can span everything. But if you just say that, you know, I'm a really good person in the army, then once you, once you retire, like what's, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I agree with that. Mm-hmm. That is a very important point. So I think being like who you want to be is very important. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, I agree because I think the what and the who, I think the focusing on the who you are as a person can lead you to so many different like so a uh, different kind of unique road than everybody else because you're focusing on the unique part of life which is your perspective your worldview who you are as a person and above that i think the main difference between a what and a who kind of life is that a what focuses so much on success and pleasure whereas who focuses so much on self-fulfillment and i've always believed i've always been the one who thinks that self-fulfillment is above above like success and pleasure um <clears throat> so in that in that case i'd say that the who is more important because of that fact that you can reach self-fulfillment um with that path instead of the what kind of life yeah i agree it's uh it's cool to think like instead of learning skills you're learning how to be a certain kind of person and i think that's like kind of the defining difference between those two things like i don't know yeah you could i guess i guess on a resume it it, within that whole environment it does really depend on what you want to be that's why skills are important on there that's why really specific actions that you've taken in your career are important on there but more than anything i think a recruiter when they're seeing your resume and they're seeing all these skills and stuff they don't look at the skills as uh this person is going to be is going to fit this role in our company. They look at the skills and they look at everything you did and they look at take all those things and they judge who you are as a person and then they try and find where you fit. Yes. Um and I think that's that's the important part of it all and seeing that like, you know, what you are is uh is secondary yes. every time even in the even in the career space. Yeah, I we learned this in like one of my business classes is that when you your interview does not start when they call you for an interview it starts when you walk into the store and give in your resume because they there's <clears throat> certain stores that say don't don't hand in your resume online come in to the store and we're you're more likely to get a call back from us if you come into the store 
And I didn't realize how true that is until my cousin started looking for a job here in Terrace. And um, most of the online job listings say that. They're like, come into the store. We'd rather you hand in your resume. And I didn't realize what they were trying to do. And what I learned in business class is that what they want is for you to come in and not just, they're trying to judge who you are as a person. If you go in there and say, hey, here's my resume. Can I leave this here with you? You're not going to get a call back because that right there is already the beginning of your interview. But if you're going in there, you know, hey, how are you guys doing? Blah, blah, blah. You start a conversation with the receptionist or whatever it may be. Then like, hey, I, I want to see if I can get a job here. Can I give you this resume and maybe you can pass it along? And, you know, the, what they're doing right there is they're judging you as a person. And like you said, the what part of your resume is come secondary to that initial part. Like um, if if your resume is outstanding, but you come in there and just, you know, nonchalantly give your resume, that's already an indicator of the kind of person you are. Um, speaking from personal experience as well, <clears throat> I, when I was trying to get the job here at Heritage Park, like where I work right now for the summer, when I gave my resume in online and I got the interview, um, there was, she told me this herself a couple of days ago. She said that there was a possibility that I wasn't going to get the job. Like she was, she was conflicted whether to give it or me, give it to me or not. But because I called her back instead of waiting for her call for the end of the day, she realized that I really wanted this job. And that's when she was like, okay, this is the guy for this job. He's either going to be annoying or he's going to be really, or he's going to be good for the job. But either way, him calling me back was an indicator that this is the guy. So, you know, that's just one example of how important it is. So in, in job settings and in all settings, that the who is the what part of you is not a be all end all kind of thing the who is more important i feel like at least i agree to that a hundred percent yes do you maybe want to take a quick break let the sponsor say what they have to say yes all right we'll be back let's do that right after this all right so we're back from the break and uh, so, so the whole point of this episode was to talk about diversifying yourself and your interests to kind of spread out who you are so that you're not, um, too focused on one thing. And I think, uh, you know, that, you know, there's always that, there's always that thing, uh, where people are like, you know, meeting new people, trying to make friends in I don't know, college or, uh, wherever you meet new friends in, in new parts of your life. And you're, you're saying to yourself, like, you know, I just hope that this person isn't like weird. Uh, you know, no, that, that guy was weird. We shouldn't, you know, I, I, didn't, I thought he was weird. I think this is where that comes from, from knowing, from, from, from thinking that there's a lot on the line for just one thing. Um, you know, making friends, uh, you know, job search and all of that and not really being relaxed because, you know, you think that that's all you have. I think that's where weirdness comes from. And I feel like I, I've felt that I was a weird person and I, I feel like, you know, I, I give off that vibe and I think it's just residual from this, uh, this, this situation I put myself in where the education part of my life has really taken hold mm. and, you know, I'm actively trying to spread it out so that I'm not, not weird, but, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a, it's a journey and, um, I think yeah. If you if you're ever in that if you're ever in that situation, I think that's where it comes from. 
uh what do you think like if you if you were to see somebody and 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 see that they're kind of weird they give off a weird vibe and knowing that maybe they're just in a spot at life where it's just like they're only thinking about one thing and it's hard for them to kind of bring their mind elsewhere and kind of ground themselves how would you feel talking oh, to them no that's that. that's interesting because i know a few people that are like that you know they just embody school or like they embody business and i've seen so many people in my university we just look at them they're wearing a suit like a full-on suit to school <laughs> and i'm like wow oh, this guy is like he's in it like this is this is him <laughs> and um you know there's a sense in that in that sense, I'd say there's a, a piece of uh, intimidation that comes along with that because this person is, is like focused on one path. This per- person knows what he or she wants to do. And like all, all, all applause to him, like congratulations to you. But there's so much more a part of life than that. And I, I, I guess, and I know that you're agreeing, you're, like, you're slightly, yeah, you, you kind of agree yeah, with that, that's right? A s- that is a slow realization I've been having. Like, yeah, there's definitely more than than just school and careers and all that stuff. So yeah, but I don't know. At the same time, there's there's a certain level of maturity comes with it because when you when you already know, you know, when you know what you want to become, when you know what you want to do, and you're just putting your head down and you're going full steam ahead, like that's a that's a that's a force. That's a force coming in into this world. And those mm. people create like, you know, they're like comets, man. Like when you look at them and you just know that they're going to do something, it's it's hard to um, compare yourself to this person. But at the same time, you know, because com- compared, compared to the, between the two of us, this person and this other person who's like full steam ahead you could call yourself more diversified in that sense. But you can also make the argument that since you are more diversified, this person is a lot more ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Because like right. it's one path, it's one train, it's just one railroad that they have to focus on. And between the two, I don't know. I think there's there's a lot of value that comes with that one railroad to just to just go into it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. It's tough to say though, because I think, especially in a field like engineering, you can you can get really focused on one one road, but it's not like it's not like it's clear that you're the you're the leader in that road. So it's not really clear for you know people in engineering to to really tell like this guy oh he's going places you know, <laughs> this guy he's like he's doing it right. Everybody's kind of in the same boat, and I think if you focus way too much on that one one track and not like you know, develop other parts of your life, then you're going to get stuck in this one road with everybody else. And in a sense, it just makes you fall behind because everything else is kind of in shambles. But this one thing you're kind of working towards, but then, you know, everything else is in shambles. I mean, it, you know, it's not shambles. It's, it's just, it's just that, uh, eventually it'll catch up that you don't know basic social skills or something like that you know <laughs> so uh <laughs> uh yes common problem but uh yeah so so there, there's that and i was thinking i totally agree with you in that sense because i was reading next book i'm on because i finished atomic habits is uh uh, uh deep oh. work okay 
I forget who, who it's by. One second. Got to cite my sources here. <laughs> Cal Newport. Yes, Cal Newport. Comes up in a lot of uh, podcasts that I'm listening to. But yes, uh, deep work. Um, he says that there are three, uh, three winners in this new economy that we're in. Um, and those winners are people who are very specialized, who are the only people who can do what they do. Uh, they're the superstars who are, um, you know, in maybe traditional fields, but they're at the top of their game there. Like they are the superstars in that field or the owners who have the capital to invest and make money off of, uh, the talent and the greatness that is out there. So, you know, I think I, I recognize the drive towards becoming the best because you enter at least two of these categories, which are doing what nobody else can do or being the best in your field. Mm-hmm. But then, and, and, and yeah, that's it. Like if that's what you want to do, then you will succeed and you will win. But then, you know, there's also that other thing of how far can you go uh, without having other uh, problems catch up to you. Mm, and how long, like how much can you endure when those problems do catch up? Because there's got to be exactly. a certain point, like yeah. when those problems do come up, there is a point where it can either be, it's time to give up or it's fine. Keep going. I'm going to like, I'm going to just go through this and see where it takes me. And those exactly. are the two, like when you reach those, that point in your life, it's that's a very difficult choice to make um because on the one hand you're committed and you know you're you're reckless to some degree because you don't know at that point if these problems are gonna you know affect you and on the other hand you're it's not like you're giving up but it's more like um you're letting go of something that you held on for so long and you've lost so much time to develop other things and diversify so and like people say it's never too late to diversify. But I mean like come on. I mean there's a there's there's a you know there's a line there where it is somewhat too late to to diversify a little bit. But um yes, no, there really isn't, but um you know there's got to be a time where you got to recognize maybe it's time to diversify. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I will say for anybody who's trying to go into engineering that uh it's like a commitment as well. There's that aspect where if you do commit to something, then you're going to have to deliver. Um, and so that takes time, that takes effort. And not only will you not be able to diversify, and this is the unfortunate truth, but it's going to be uh, a long time before you can, Ooh. which is, you know, if that's if that's what you're after, then, um, yeah, you got you to stick with it. I mean, you do have summers, which is where I am at now, and I am, like, diversifying. So, so I'm like, you know, entering some interest, which is good, but, um, during the year, it's going to be tough. And if you got the drive, if you got the will, then you will, you will, you will make it through. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, words yeah. of wisdom and with a little bit of encouragement there. <laughs> <laughs> I still um, got a year to go, man. Damn. Not, it's not over yet. So I'm just, uh, I got a year and a half still. <laughs> I might go a year and a half. I might, I might go two years. Uh, yeah. Spread it out because yeah, full course load. That's that's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. My friends and I were <laughs> talking about doing a. Um, if I like go full course load and do internship in the summer, it's gonna be a year and a half. But like if I chill a little bit, 
you know, take the summer off, it'd be two years for me. Oh shit, full course load. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, okay. Um Yes. So another important thing that I'm really passionate about, and I didn't realize how passionate I was about it until we started talking about it. And on top of that, I didn't think there was a way to necessarily solve this problem. It's not really a problem, but solve this kind of this thought that people have. Um, but before I, you know, maybe start this rant or or this this complaint, whatever you may call it, I want to get your perspective on this, Francis. Um, what is your thoughts and possible solutions? And I guess this is kind of hinting at it because diversification, but thoughts and possible solutions to when people say, <clears throat> "I wish I was." who I was before or I'm, I don't like the person I am today or, oh. you know, I miss the old me. Yeah, that's tough. There's definitely been a pressure on me to go back into that. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there, there's been, uh, in, in groups that I've rolled with. Let, um, let the people I've, know. Yeah, I mean, in groups that I've rolled with before, there has been a big pressure for me to be, go back to my old ways and be the fun guy that I used to be before this school stuff happened. And I like, I get where I, I get where it's from. Um, you know, I think about it every now and then. Uh, you know, succumb to the pressures of uh, thinking like, what would it, how would it be if I was that fun guy it used to be in elementary school, cracking jokes and making everybody laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> I miss those times, you know. <laughs> obviously if you were that guy and you enter a different kind of persona one that is uh well i won't get into it but like you know one one that is hyper focused to sometimes an unhealthy extent uh you know you, you wish you were back to that time and i feel that i reminisce about it i feel like it's uh it's emotions that you grapple onto that kind of take you away from the things that you should be doing and that's how I've that's how I've kind of viewed them you know even up till now like I, I don't see any other way of viewing that to be honest because I'm changing and I'm constantly improving and that starts right now where I'm at so I find it not helpful to to view that stuff that way but I'd be open to I'd be opening to listen to anybody who's like who's got an opinion on that because not that I want to not not that I want to become like the person I used to be and uh you know I'm yearning for that for that old guy <laughs> I want to I want to you know understand some different perspectives on this because this is an interesting interesting yeah. thing to talk about yeah um do you mind if I tell like a little bit of what you're saying from like my perspective yeah yeah go ahead yeah okay so um basically what this what this brings up is um the group of friends that we had in high school uh or no sorry in in elementary it was me francis and a couple other guys and it was always it was always us doing something together and francis was always you know the the life of the party always making like he said always making everyone laugh and even in class he would get in trouble by the teachers and he would just laugh it off like it was nothing like like there was one day in class the teachers told everyone to pull out pull out a book and francis takes out the dictionary 
and says it's a book. He gets in trouble for it, and he's just laughing out. He's walking out of the classroom in trouble, and he's just smiling with a smile on his face. I'm like, that guy, that guy right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so there was a whole thing about bring the old Francis back, and I remember that, and I remember it being like, for me at least, it was like a joke for a couple weeks to a month, but all our other friends kind of took that and really like ran with it. So for me, it like lasted a month, but mate for Francis, that joke kept on going for like a long, long time. And I didn't really like realize it was happening until I saw they sent like another meme about it months after the fact we made that first joke. And I'm like, this shit's still happening, huh? So for me, it was a joke, but to them, they like, I think they really tried to mean it. And so what I'm trying to get to, what I'm trying to get to is that when people say, I miss the old me, or I wish I was who I was before, I've always had a problem with that. And I wasn't sure why until we started brainstorming for this episode. And what it means to me, diversification, the idea of it is so that the you, the person, are no longer your same self, whoever you were years ago. You're not the same person, like even as short as seven years ago. If you meet you, who you were seven years ago, and meet the person, that person today, how close are you guys going to be? Are you guys really going to be that close of friends? Like, what's the difference? Is there going to be a big difference? Most likely, yes. And what that means is that, you know, you're evolving as a person, and that's a good thing, and I think everyone should embrace that. Um, But on top of that, diversification allows someone to find their identity in other things. And so when I bring this back to like Francis, your life, um, although you like in elementary school, you were the life of the party and that was, that was great. But then you found your identity in school as well. And now I guess you're looking back at that as a negative thing. But if you look at who you are today, are you happy with who you are as a, today as a person? God damn. I just want to say like that that story you know it brought about a lot of emotions for oh, me. Okay. Uh like you know there it was a cocktail man I'm telling you there, <laughs> there was uh, happiness in there trying to remember you know the good times that story about the dictionary shit I forgot about that but oh god. But yeah also there was you know anger frustration this is what I this is what I was dealing with through high school, just trying to understand who I even was, and uh, and just everything bringing me out of the moment, and I think all of that, all of that encompass, is encompassed in the answer of who, if I'm even happy about what I am today, because it takes not only you but everybody who's around you to develop who you are. Mm-hmm. I think. You know, realizing it now, it was tough to even know who that was for me because I was being pulled in so many directions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in, you know, the the program called Mini School in High School, which was like where you know they put all the quote unquote smart kids, and I, I think, I thrived in that environment starting out. You know, it allowed me to, you know, kind of explore the more academic uh, workloads of high school, like, you know, the sciences and all of that. I thrived in those, in those classes and I liked it. So I kept going, but then there was always the pull, uh, for people who came from elementary school into high school for me to go and do, you know, the other stuff, like, uh, be that funny guy, be the, 
be the you know life of the party and it it was tough for me because you know i think diversification has that downside as well especially if you're not making the choice to diversify oh and i think that's shit man i'll just leave it at that like if you're not making the choice to diversify then that's uh that's like uh, it's getting ripped and yeah it's fucked so so like if i'm you know the question was if if i'm happy with who i am now i'd say that it's a constant journey Mm -hmm. to put in to put in effort for you to find the love that you yourself deserve it takes time by putting in things that putting in the resources the time towards what is important to you and i think my brother always tells me this because it was told to him by you know the track coach uh who who mentored a lot of people when i was at high school and he said that he said that you will make time for what is important to you and i think that's the most important thing to take out of this is that if it's important to you and it makes you happy then you pursue that and you don't let anybody else tell you otherwise Mm -hmm. i don't i don't say that and you know pretend to uh, preach it on a daily basis because (laughs) i'm working on that but uh uh yeah yeah it's definitely the infinity that we always talk about like that's what you gotta go for yeah yeah no i so i guess what i was trying to say with this is like if if you're the kind of person who is not happy with who you are today um I've I heard this story and I think this is an exercise that we can all think about. If you aren't happy with the person you are today, then imagine someone comes up to you and says, hey, I can give you uh, $1 million right now. Or sorry, I can give you $1 million. But the difference is I can only, I can give it, I have to give it to your parents on the day you were born. And because if you say yes, then your whole life is going to change. The person you are, who you are today is going to be a completely different person. But on the flip side, you're going to be a million dollars richer on this very day. Sorry, probably way more on this very day. But like, well, you're going to have one million dollars uh, to your name right away. Um, would you take it? And if your answer is yes, well, actually, no, Francis, would you take it? I realize that money doesn't doesn't really help unless you got the brain to know where to put it. So yeah, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, sure. You would? more resources is always good, but yeah, because it would change who you are as a person. So so, if your answer is yes, would you? Are would you? And I you wouldn't s- be doing this. I you wouldn't, wouldn't be, be doing school, this, possibly. You, yeah, possibly. your life would be completely different. Is that? And there's no knowledge. There wouldn't be any knowledge of this other life that you're living in right now. Is that a deal you would still want to take? I don't know. That's a tough one. I'm thinking of myself as my own kid, you know? Oh, okay. I want the best I want the best for him. So Oh, oh yeah. Interesting. That's where I'm that's where I'm kind of headed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In okay, my reasoning. Fair. But at the that's same fair. time, like myself now and the potential for me to learn out of any out of the situation that I'm in currently is also very enticing. I don't know. Like I, I trust my parents. I want to give them the resources to, <laughs> to to build up a better Francis. And I hope and I pray, God, please, that me and Vincent are still friends. 
She <laughs> <laughs> yeah, acting like this is happening. No, 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 this is not happening. Okay. Um, uh, let's take a quick break. Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think, Francis? That's a good idea. You're answering this question afterwards. Yeah, probably. sure, sure, sure. All right, we'll be back right <laughs> after this. And we are back. So I guess before we left, um, the question was posed, would you, given that $1 million, um, your life would be completely changed because it was given to you, to your parents at birth. Your life now, today, would be totally different. Would you still take that? My answer my say th- my answer is the same answer to the question do you have any regrets no like i, I don't th- i'm it's not that i'm happy or satisfied or content with my life it's more like the person who i am today i don't want to lose that because the experience the knowledge and you know love or whatever it was in my past has created the person I am today and letting go of that because of this one factor of, you know, resetting your life isn't, it it just, to me, it just feels so, I just don't want to lose the sense of self that I have right now because it's not like I'm happy with myself. It's just, that's fair. The things that I have is I don't want to let go of. I don't want to like lose all of that, but I will say like the person I am today, I am happy with who I am but it's not that's not the reason why I answered the way I answered. But so the point I was trying to make through all of this was that the reason we should diversify for me my my big thing about diversification is that you're not so focused on one aspect of your life because when you do that you get to the point where when something happens something goes wrong and you have to change into a different focus you will have that idea, I wish I was this person again. I wish I was that person. But when you're diversifying, when you can, um, or when when you're at that point where you have to and you have no other choice, finding your identity in other things is diversification. And that's so, so important. Because if you're so focused on one thing and, and just nothing else, that's all you are. Maybe it's your job, whatever it may be, and that's all you are, that's so, it's such a tunnel vision life. And there's so much more to life than that. And there's so much more to you than that. So if you can diversify and find interest or value in other things and diversify that way, you're evolving who you are as a person. And you should embrace that rather than looking back to who you were a year ago, seven years ago, whatever it may be, but evolving and embracing that part of life and diversification, that's where the importance of it all lies, is to diversify, to find your identity and value and interests in other things in life. So that's like my whole rant to this like this episode. Thank you for, my, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Amen. God is good all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes god is good god yeah. is good oh yeah. man uh you said it yeah you said it my man uh, i was very passionate about that when we brainstormed i don't know i don't know why it was just I like, like it no, i don't know that's... hey i completed a ring look at that oh yeah i video got a watch man <laughs> oh, yeah. i don't know wait <laughs> did you bring this up i don't know oh yeah, yeah you brought this up in planning yeah, I'm planning. Yeah, yeah. I got to watch it for one. Um, uh, I, I think it was... What episode was that when I brought it up? 
No, that was planning this episode where you brought up the first time, I think. No, like the, when I was like, I think it was oh, the right, wants. Right. It was the wants episode. Yeah, the wants episode, the the Buddhist, the Buddhism episode, we talked about getting an Apple Watch. And literally <laughs> the day after, my desire took a hold of me and I bought an Apple Watch. <laughs> like the day after we Shit. talked about it. So here we and, are. And you're liking it. You're liking it. I, I'm growing into it. I didn't like it at first. At first, I was like, I regret buying this. Like immediately <laughs> after buying it, I'm reg- I regret it so much. But like, I, I come to the realization that um, although I fed into my desire, what it ended up helping was ignorance. Like what we talked about in Buddhism. Um, because of this Apple Watch, what it does is that it shows a notification for a little bit and then it just disappears. And so if you want to look at that notification, again, you have to go on your phone. But if you look at the notification on time, then there's no, you can reply on your watch and just leave it at that. So what the watch is really helpful for is it's not like a second phone or it's not like um, a waste of time. What it really is, it helps you turn away from the distractions of your phone. Because when you turn your phone on, there's so many distractions. There's so many things that could happen. But with the watch, there's one notification and that's it. There's no more distractions. That's, oh, that's all it cool. Is. That's cool. Yeah. It's really helpful. It helps for that. you like compartmentalize stuff so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And that's really cool. Wow. Yeah, and because of my because of my Apple Watch, my um daily average screen time on my phone went down a hundred thirty six percent. A hundred thirty six percent it went down because of this Apple Watch. So very cool. So if you if you're thinking of getting an Apple Watch, just letting you know it helps with screen time. Data driven results. Yes, by exactly, exactly. Diversification wise, I think we hit it on the nail. Like, hit the nail on the head. Hit it on yes. the nail. Yes. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. It's really important, I think, uh, that you diversify. I I don't wanna I don't wanna say anything more than that because I think your your little spiel was very very uh very complete. So, I don't know. Very short episode today. Yeah, it we got really into is. some stuff that I think I want to. Oh, we got into some stuff. I banged my table. We got into some stuff that I, I feel can has uh, has some potential to get into some more conversations. Just for my therapy session, honestly, that's what it was. Like I felt so good today, just like kind of getting <laughs> rid of some stuff. I don't know if you want to do more of that, but <laughs> I oh, like that. Yeah. I like that. I'll, I'll no, be honest. I, I, that I, I <clears> wanted <throat> to bring this up. I think, well, actually I'll talk about this after this episode, but anyways, continue. I'll, I'll bring it up after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. But yeah, so I don't know. Like we all have our own separate lives. I have, I have a life that I think have unsolved problems. And I think what I'm saying here is that maybe we can solve them here on this podcast without, you know, Honestly, honestly, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell everybody this, like this podcast I've, I've, uh, had in my head mainly as a way to get away from all of the stuff that I'm, I'm doing when it got too stressful, my form of therapy. And I view it as that because I talk, we talk here about like really big ideas that I can, uh, that I can kind of incorporate some of the things that I'm thinking about on a day-to-day basis into and uh, work through even though it's indirectly trying to discover more about you know existence as human beings uh as a casual conversation Mm -hmm. uh 
but i yeah i I treat it as like a healthy way for me to like talk and and have a voice when it you know when it's hard to in uh a life of the numbers so you know i'm very appreciative of of you uh event like like okay here's some history like Vinny reached out to me about all of this and he got everything going he does all the editing and all the good stuff so like you know i'm very thankful uh and yeah blessings here's blessings to, to here's you to in your more. household yeah appreciate blessings to you and your kids god bless god bless <laughs> um <laughs> yeah no i i've always come to the to realization about this episode is that um there are certain episodes for me where it's like it's not as touching for for me as it is for you and there's other episodes that like for me it's like wow it's like a big realization for who i am as a person um, but mainly what it was for me in the very, very beginning was I had a lot to say about the world. And I think there's so many things about life that we're not like focusing on or just talking about. Um, but from there, it turned into like this whole way for me to work on my mind and work in myself. So not only is it therapy for me as well, um, but it also is a way for me to organize how I see the world in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, it's therapy for the both of us, really. All right, everybody. So we talked about a lot of things today. The big topic of today's episode was diversification and how in your life, having some other aspe- aspects, I guess, aspects of uh, your your identity in you know, other other places in your life can be very beneficial i've always been so bad at these i'll be honest man i'm just gonna comment on my my ability to close everything off because it's absolutely terrible i do this on the spot and it's very difficult so (laughs) please bear with me everybody um what else did we talk about we talked about how you know it's a good idea to focus on one thing because if you want to become the best of the best or do something that nobody else can do that is your only way of doing it by having a one-track mind and being very focused on what you're doing. But at the same time, you have to realize that sometimes there's a balance that you need to have because you are a human being and all human beings have to have some semblance of knowledge of the world, of groundedness to be able to uh, operate within society and uh, within, within life and become gracious as a human being. So when that's, when that's suffering, maybe consider switching tracks a little bit and diversifying yourself just a tad yeah we talked about my problems we talked about (laughs) we talked about how this podcast came to be really big episode today so glad everybody made it this far Uh, vincent (laughs) all right thank you guys so much for vibing with us um through our social medias are gonna be in the description of this episode and also go do check out our brainstorming session uh we released it on the day after we release this episode so if you want to hear our jumbled thoughts please go check it out um it's very entertaining this week we got everywhere some of the things that we don't even talk about in this episode we ended up talking about it in the brainstorming session for like 15 20 minutes long um so yeah so do go straight up whole other episode (laughs) it really is it's a whole different episode over there (laughs) um it's oh it's almost completely unedited Uh, It's very interesting what goes on there. So, yes, thank you guys for listening and vibing with us on Late Night Chill Vibes. I'm your host, Vincent. And I'm Francis. 
And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys all next week. We love you all. We love you all. <laughs> <laughs>